1: Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George
3: Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty.
0: And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Live from the Studio C. C, si, senor. It's a dimly lit room. Where do you put the bowels? From the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound here on Little Wednesday. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager.
3: Sweden!
0: Uh. uh s- s- what, Sweden?
3: Sweden!
0: Is our general manager?
3: Soon to be the newest member of NATO. Our friends, the Swedes, powerful in arms, faithful in demeanor, or something, I don't know. <laughs> nice folks, though,
0: the Swedes. By golly. You need someone you can count on, count on a Swede. That's what go. I've always said. You can always tell a Swede, but you can't tell him much or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> How hey. you doing? Welcome <laughs> to the program. We got stuff for you. Things to talk about. We'll be yelling and laughing, and asking questions. Here, big finish. Here we go. Bye,
3: bye, that's, bye. that's a really good description of the show. Yelling and laughing and
0: asking questions. Um, you know what will be lost to history? I look forward to being an old man and telling young people, you know what you got wrong, and then they'll walk away from me and never hear the rest of it. But um, then you can scream F bombs at them like you're Joe Biden. Kids today. Uh what will be lost to history about Putin's uh stupid idea of invading Ukraine is it didn't seem as stupid at the time uh as that there was there was Actually, a really good chance. I was just watching a speech from a few minutes ago, our national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, who's over there with the president at the NATO summit in Lithuania, um, talking about Putin thought he could fracture the alliance and we've only gotten stronger. Yeah, he thought he could fracture the alliance. The NATO alliance, all those countries hadn't been paying their bills for years and they were friendly with Russia and they were getting all their gasoline from them. It was mm-hmm. not crazy for Putin to think that France, Germany, who knows who else, might have said, eh, we're out on this, you know, we don't like Ukraine that much anyway, besides we like cheap gas. I mean, that, that wasn't a, the craziest idea in the world. Well, and everybody, including some
3: friends of the Armstrong and Getty show, believed that the Russian army would roll over uh, Ukraine in, in days and occupy it as a brand new territory. Uh, the Russians had as little clue about the weakness of their military as the rest of us did. True. And, and as little clue about the strength and resilience and nationalism of the Ukrainian people.
0: Well, yeah, and I wonder if they had managed to seize Kyiv in, like, two days, if maybe France and Germany and others would have said, well, you know, it's, a, it's settled, it's a regional dispute, blah, blah, blah. And What's not,
3: important is we keep the natural gas flowing. and right? I'm sure we can work this out at, I don't know, the World Court or the Hague or okay. the UN or something.
0: But now, because of the twists and turns of history, 500 days, 502 days in, now Sweden, famously, you know, we're going to stay out of this Sweden... Mm -hmm. Um, Like a lot of those other countries, now is a part of NATO. Holy crap. He did not get what he wanted, Putin. And oddly,
3: uh, Erdogan in Turkey now wants to join the EU. I need to do some some reading on that one because he is a slippery fish, that Erdogan.
0: (laughs) A slippery fish. Oh, yeah. I like a fish Just when you
3: can... think you got a grip on him, forget it. I
0: like a fish you can get a good, solid, non-sticky grip on. Sure, good tacky fish. Well, our, our president is going to meet with the uh, president of Turkey today, Erdogan, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Our president is going to be taking questions with somebody on Thursday, which is seems a big deal because he never takes questions. Hold on, sneeze coming. Could be on the cross. Stand by, everybody. It's probably... <laughs> oh,
3: stand my
0: everybody! God, now everybody's got it. We got a text yesterday from somebody who had avoided COVID the whole time but just got it on vacation like a week ago. Yeah. Still yeah. happening to people. I don't know how you'd even know at this point. I haven't I've had a number of colds in the last year. I haven't taken any covid tests cuz cuz why? Well, I as I
3: made clear the last time I was ill, I did take covid tests purely so I could tell the story accurately. So I could say and there we were we were about to do this and then I get covid. It's
0: just it was just it's, solidifying a detail on a story. That's it. If it could get me out of something I would take a test so I could say I'd like to be there but <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Covid, you know,
3: so Oh, I don't want to spend <coughs> the covid. <laughs> yeah, what's the treatment? Yeah, drink liquids, uh, you know, to get a little rest, et cetera. There you go. Same as every other respiratory virus at this or respiratory uh, ailment at this point. Yeah, I guess it is a virus.
0: Let's start the show officially and uh, mention a couple other things we got to get into today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Tuesday, July 11th, year 2023, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Are we taking up arms today? Eh, Some days we take up arms. Sometimes we don't.
3: Oh, okay. I just really like that. Uh, All right, then. Uh, Let's uh, begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, the show starts at Mark.
2: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner is from colonialism and white supremacy. (laughs) <laughs> what now? Oh, it's beautiful.
3: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner is from colonialism and white supremacy. What? So eating three meals a day, apparently. Huh. One toward the beginning, one in the middle, one like in that final third. That's, that's white supremacy right there.
0: Why? What would be the advantage of... Uh...
3: Fight the Klan. Eat brunch. I don't know. I don't know. Have some potato chips at 3 p.m. and fight white supremacy. Start with Martin Luther King Jr. Snack. (laughs) Sure. Sure, baby. These people clown themselves so thoroughly. There's almost no need to to help them, but uh, help them we will.
0: Um, So this headline from the New York Times that came out overnight got my attention. We'll talk more about this later. This is one of the great I'm dealing it in my own household, definitely. U.S. students' progress stagnated last school year, study finds. Despite billions in federal aid, students are not making up ground in reading and math. We're actually seeing evidence of backsliding. And then again, uh, some of the uh, guesses as to why. Yeah, I was going to say,
3: if it were merely stagnated, that would be better than the reality. Good Lord, what have we done to ourselves?
0: Well, we got the COVID where we shut down schools for a couple of years, and it would seem from teachers that I talked to that um, not only are you obviously a year and a half to whatever, however long you're out behind in just the information you were given, just the whole, um, the way you approach school thing is has not fixed itself. The
3: kids, you mean, emotionally, yeah. behaviorally, that yeah. sort of thing? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, it just popped into
3: my head. The, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but... I think whether it's in uh, Tom Sawyer or, or uh, Huck Finn, the, the tales of Huck trying to adjust to school and he couldn't because right. he was a kid who
0: didn't have that sort of structure in his life. We just finished Tom Sawyer and we're halfway through Huck Finn. Reading it just last night. They just he just he just dressed up as a girl and snuck into town and found out that everybody's looking for his uh, slave friend Jim because they think that Jim murdered him. So uh, things are getting dicey. But yes, Huck had trouble adjusting to school when you're used to not sitting there and paying attention all the time. I'm just glad to hear that there are transgender themes in Huck Finn. <laughs> that's,
3: that's so encouraging. That's today. what you could extrapolate it from, from that.
0: He dressed as a girl because that's how he felt on the inside. Yeah, no, no, not really. didn't no. have the language for it at the time.
3: And, and I know we're going to be getting into this in a bit, but as long as that came up uh, in reference to the schools, <clears throat> I have solved the school achievement gap or achievement decline problem. I have it. If you're a member of the teachers union and uh, an utterly selfish, not all are, of course, an utterly selfish, evil sacrificer of children on the altar of your own wealth and power, uh, I have the solution for you how to make your test scores look good, and continue your progressive indoctrinations. Stay with us for that utterly satanic idea I came up with. It is, the, it is perhaps the worst idea I've ever had.
0: Okay. Um, I want you to hear that. We all did overlook. It's easy to overlook the first part of that sentence from the New York Times after billions in federal aid. Oh. This is happening. So we've spent billions of more dollars than we were already spending, just insane amounts of money for school. We used to spend a lot less and get a lot better results. Nobody ever seems to be but- mention that or or wonder, oh, I wonder how we got better results with less money. Anyway, let's uh, allocate more billions of dollars as we continue oh, to go backwards.
3: Uh, we need to redig up. Uh, I remember there was a piece of journalism that came out a couple of months ago. It may have been in the liberal New York Times. <laughs> You're talking about the astounding percentage of the federal money that went to staff bonuses and, oh boy. you know, uh, fancier teacher's lounges and that sort of thing, as opposed to anything that could conceivably uh, bear any sort of educational fruit.
0: You mentioned the liberal New York Times. I listened to a very long podcast an interview with uh, Sulzberger, the current publisher of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. He's the sixth or seventh Sulzberger to run that thing. In his family's history. Anyway, fascinating stuff about his attitude toward the New York Times and journalism and everything like that that I think you'll like. Uh, I find it found it eye-opening from the world's huh. most important newspaper. So we got a lot to talk about today. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's uh, it's good. It's intriguing. It's, it's free speech manifest. Wow, that's something. And things are uh, jumping to get jumping right now in Lithuania at the NATO summit. And if any news is uh, coming out of there, we'll tell you about it. Um, Putin got the opposite of what he was hoping for. Thought he would shatter shatter NATO. It's stronger, better funded than it's ever been, and it's adding strong militaries to it. So that's interesting. Nice job, Pooter. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: No wonder it felt cold in here. The thermostat was set at 64. Whoever turns their thermostat to 64? That's cool enough. I'd say. Especially in the dead of summer. Don't you care about the planet? I care about the planet. I, I, I've given up trying to even
3: understand that thermostat. <laughs> I don't think it's a thermostat. I think it is a long-term university psychology experiment. How long can we get two monkeys to continue poking at these buttons, even though they don't do anything? <laughs> Or they certainly don't
0: do anything consistently. Look, the balder monkey has become enraged again. Write that down. (laughs) Excuse me. He's throwing his
3: feces. Good Lord. Uh, How about your freedom-loving quote of the day? As I explained yesterday, at the end of a list of fabulous Thomas Sowell quotes, I came across a list of his favorite quotes. I thought, my, a gold mine. Sure enough, this is from Paul Johnson. I don't know his act. I didn't look that up either. But if uh, if he's a friend of Thomas, he's a friend of mine. Historian. Uh, okay. That was the name of one of our, our, our bosses 100 years ago yeah. in the radio business. Yeah. yeah br- brilliant guy. Odd, but brilliant. Uh, the study of history is a powerful antidote to contemporary arrogance. It is humbling to discover how many of our glib assumptions, which seem to us novel and plausible, have been tested before, not once, but many times, and in innumerable guises, and discovered to be, at great human cost, wholly false. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great one. And that's, that's one of the frustrations and, in a weird way, amusements of uh, getting into middle age and beyond. Um, You see young people just with utter confidence spout some of the same crap you've heard run up the flagpole two or three times. And they're explaining how, oh, no, 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 we'll get socialism right, for instance. And you think, boy, oh, boy, the hubris of the human being never ends. Mailbag. You can drop us a note, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Our old friend Mikey Luke with this note. Up early to go to work and watch my murder show. It's called The News. Murder, murder, useless life hack. Murder, the weather, and more murder. Useless life hack. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 Mikey, we uh, we get what you're saying. Uh, as of, I guess, gosh, we've been in a, like a syndicated radio show for about 20 years. But back when we were a local show, prior to 03, um, we didn't do horror porn. I mean, if there was a greater significance to a crime or crimes, we would certainly bring it to folks. But, like, bringing you a horrible bludgeoning or something just because it's horrible? No, not into it. Moving along. Guys, defending Kamala for once, right, Sue, as uh, several people did, that phrase about it comes in the morning. (laughs) It comes in the morning. (laughs) Uh, While well, this explains the phrase, it doesn't explain the cackling. From Psalms 30, verse 5, for his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning.
0: Yeah, I feel bad that I didn't know that, actually. So um, I know George W. Bush was famous for dropping those kind of things in there, and it was kind of like... Uh, I hate to use the term dog whistle cuz it's got no. negative connotations. No. Um but it was it was like a tip of the cap to the, you know, the the Christian community as George W. Bush was hey, I, you know, I'm one of you cuz see I used a phrase that you know and mm-hmm. uh, but he would put it in such a way that it didn't seem weird if you didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I think uh, I agree with she, you. Dog she, whistle is unnecessarily judgmental. She
0: didn't do that. She used it in a way that if you if you're not familiar with the phrase, like what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so
3: yeah, well, that's because she's a dope. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, he probably George W. probably incorporated that sort of thing into a speech in the same way I incorporate you know Thomas Jefferson and Tim Sanford and Thomas Sowell. It's just in my head now. Um, and if he comes uh, you in know, the morning. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: the
2: bible
3: <laughs> that's right sir the bible <laughs> moving along uh you were right i'm not sure what this is a reference to jack you'll have to help me here you're right about the purpose of life the purpose of life is to do laundry uh we're the only uh, darn species to wear clothes it seems as though i do laundry every third
0: day laundry 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 writes nate
3: did you mention that the purpose of life is laundry
0: I've come across that several times in the last week. I don't know why. I think I brought it up. <clears throat> mm, okay. But uh, it, it is a famous saying, I guess. Is that right? Mm.
3: It's it's uh, not as mundane as it seems
0: at first blush. It's, it's kind of just, uh, you know, it's that sort of stuff in life is what you're doing. It's like my dad always says, this is life. You're complaining about taking out the trash or doing laundry or mowing the lawn. That's what life is, doing all those things. And I think that's what the whole laundry thing is basically saying right and then joy comes in the morning
2: it comes
3: in the morning <laughs> wow uh let's see on the topic of the ai wedding that we brought you yesterday joe in florida writes uh, you left off the end of the story the honeymoon night was spent with sex robots and the couple were consummated to death On the one hand, it's just desserts. On the other hand, no, Joe, number one, your efforts at humor are distasteful. Number two, I don't believe this is factually correct. Thank you for, for nothing.
0: I saw there was some sort of AI gathering yesterday in which the robots declared they are not interested in taking over the world or killing us. We'll have to get to that later.
3: Which is precisely the sort of thing you would say if you were interested in taking over the world and killing us. So you don't
0: trust robots? Robots yeah, it's
3: like China's uh, history of deception.
0: World's first robot human press conference, and the AI robot said that they won't steal jobs or rebel against humans. So
3: feel free to turn your backs on us anytime. <laughs> and don't worry if things seem weird. They're not weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're paranoid. Uh, We've got more on the way on a bunch of different fronts. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
1: Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon.
0: Before we get to the backsliding in education that should uh, horrify everyone, um, I wanted to hear the whole clip of this TikTok person. Can we hear that, Michael?
2: As if we didn't have enough good reasons to stop letting external cues tell us how to feed ourselves and start listening to our internal cues, here's another one. I don't know about you, but I hate when crusty old white men tell me what to do with my life or especially tell me what to do with my body. So eat what you want, when you want. There are no rules. Start listening to what your body is telling you.
0: That's actually kind of a tag to the original video as a reply to it. And then 15, can I hear 15?
2: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner is from colonialism and white supremacy.
0: All right.
3: That's uh, a couple of woke young women explaining how, well, of course, everything is white supremacy. Every rule, every
0: objective standard is all white supremacy. I am a crusty old white man. There's no getting around that. But I must tell you, I do not care at all the structure of your eating. You, you can do whatever you want. I really, really, I, it is a no skin <laughs> off my nose whatsoever. I, I
3: would say to both of those yoke, uh, woke young women with degrees in... Interpretive transgender dance or whatever they have. Um, nobody cares. Eat 50 times a day, eat once a day, starve yourself. Nobody cares. Not, I will, you know what? Are there any white supremacists listening? Please write in, drop us an email. Do you give a single crap when this chick eats? I'm guessing you don't.
0: Okay. So um, I've dug into this New York Times story about learning loss since COVID. As oftentimes happens with New York Times stories, the like 18th paragraph holds the most important part to me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I'll skip down to that and then we'll get back to the beginning part. So we have spent a record. The last round of federal COVID relief funding was a record $122 billion extra to help schools recover from the pandemic. That has to be spent by next September or you lose it. So that's a heck of a lot of money. Now, listen to this part. First of all, the fact that that's like way down in the story. When your headline is learning loss, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, you know, it should be higher up in the story. But then listen to this part. Recovery plans have varied widely across thousands of school districts in the United States with little national accounting of how the money has been spent. Again, you got to go way down in the story to get to the record amount of money given to schools and little accounting to how it was spent. Many districts juggled competing priorities, including raising teacher pay, addressing students' mental health, and repairing long-neglected buildings. So you gave out all this money with... Let me do one more setup before I start into my, uh, my thoughts on this. The first line of this story, despite billions of federal dollars spent to help make up for pandemic-related learning loss, that's a big deal. It's just recently that a lot of the media has been willing to admit that there was pandemic-related learning loss. Remember when somebody put that out there, it wasn't that long ago, and there was big pushback. from Randy Weingarten and others but no, no, learning loss, wait a second, hold on. No, there's been learning change, but not loss. You can't call it loss. So it's a pretty major deal that the New York Times now just concedes that there was pandemic-related learning loss. And I realize it's a different story, but it would be worth at least going to... Why was their learning loss? Because the whole Zoom thing on school was worthless? Yeah, everybody agrees now that it was practically worthless. A lot of us knew it at the time that it was practically worthless, and we absolutely know the schools didn't need to be closed for health reasons. So right. seems like we ought to hang on that topic for at least a little while before we move on. But anyway... Well, at least in case
3: uh, Anthony Fauci and Chairman Xi unleash some sort of pangolin virus across the world and it makes us all sick again, we'll know what works and what doesn't.
0: Anyway, um, that is both well-trod ground and not trodden enough ground. That whole thing about how Zoom schooling didn't work. But anyway, progress in reading and math stalled over the past school year for elementary and middle school students, according to a new national study released Tuesday. The hope was that by now students would be learning at an accelerated clip, but that did not happen over the last academic year. They uh, tested 3.5 million public school students in 3rd through 8th grade. In fact, students in most grades showed slower than average growth. ...in math and reading compared to students before the pandemic. That means that learning gaps created during the pandemic are not closing. If anything, the gaps are widening. We're actually seeing evidence of backsliding, said I think the researcher. What
3: that speaks to is the damage done to children's ability to learn... ...through loss of uh, habit, socialization, discipline, etc.
0: Have you ever, as an adult, tried to go back to school? Thought, like, I'll take a class in this or whatever... Mm -hmm. and found it incredibly difficult, I've done it a couple of times, just like you you get there and you're in a classroom and the person starts talking and you're 45 minutes in and you think, how did I used to do this all the time? This is killing me.
3: (laughs) I I remember the the feeling quite vividly. It's like, boy, these muscles don't work anymore like they used to.
0: I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to pay attention to you every day for the next six months. It just can't do it. And that's the way the kids feel, I think. Anyway, on average, students need the equivalent of about four and a half months of instruction in math and an extra four months in reading to catch up to the the typical pre-pandemic student that's on top of regular classroom time. And then older students who learn at a slower rate, it's even harder for like 13-year-olds, which I happen to have one. Last month, the national math and reading test for 13-year-olds hit the lowest level in decades so It's especially hard for those ages, so you'd need four and a half months of intensive additional math to what you're doing in the normal school day. That'd be pretty hard to pull off. And even harder among the older
3: students who do don't have that super young kid sponge brain, quite the same as
0: a six-year-old does. Um, then there's another part that I wanted to get on because I thought it was really good. Uh, research suggests this is the, uh, this is the, the cure for this problem. Research suggests that high dosage tutoring, which pairs a trained tutor with one to four students at least three times a week for a full year can produce gains equivalent about to the four months of learning. So to get caught up on that, you'd have to go to your regular school day, then add in this high dosage tutoring for a year, three times a week to get caught up. And it says that most school districts are not set up to do that. If only we had spent billions and billions, well, handed out billions and billions of dollars to do that very sort of thing, right? So yeah, it should be a little bit maddening if uh, you're expected to pay for that yourself. I'm I'm currently paying for tutors for both kids mm-hmm. in an attempt to get caught up. Um, but uh, if your school recently repaved their playground or you know got new audio video official equipment or whatever they did with the money that wasn't tutors that you might be a little unhappy about that so a couple of points one uh utterly
3: sincere the other somewhat tongue-in-cheek and perhaps the evilest thing i've ever come up with and uh i'm almost afraid to say it out loud um after a quick word from our friends at hello fresh
0: that's good tease i'm almost afraid to say it out loud but first this
3: i i uh, yeah i just yeah i'm afraid um HelloFresh wants you to have it all, free time and fresh, tasty food. That's why they take care of the planning, the shopping, and deliver the ingredients so everything you need to whip up a delicious meal arrives right to your door, so much less drudgery, making fresh cooked meals for the family.
0: Speaking of fresh, it is peak time for summer produce, and HelloFresh makes sure you get all the best picks all season long. Their ingredients travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days, so you're getting peak summertime freshness. And you can customize it too. Do you want the
3: fresh and fit recipes? Do no, you want to? I don't, I don't want to be fit. Low carbon. Are you one of them vegetarians? They have all sorts of ways to customize it for yourself. Uh, and options, 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 maybe over 40 recipes to choose from every week. Whatever sounds most delicious. Make your place the place to hang the summer with crowd pleasing add ons from HelloFresh Market as well, snacks and stuff.
0: It seems like I ought to want to be fit. I mean, if you look at me, but I don't seem to be mm. making the efforts. It's only so much time in the day. Mm. Sign up today for 50% off, plus free shipping with the code
3: Armstrong50 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong50. That's the code Armstrong50 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong50.
0: I gotta tell you, like my kids with the whole tutoring thing, they're both like, summertime's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do this during the summer when I was a kid, but I also didn't stay out of school for two years during a pandemic either. Sorry, kids. The...
3: Left of the American uh, body politic, shut down all the schools for a long time to prove that they hated Donald Trump. So now you have to take tutoring in the summer. I mean, just lay it out there. <laughs> um, so a uh, couple of things. Number one, I found the article, which was also from the liberal New York Times, which if you read far enough down, gets to the fact that. The billions and bil- the astounding amount of money spent on so-called COVID relief, $122 billion for schools. Um uh, Let's see. Uh, plans for the relief funds have varied across the country. Some districts have invested in extended learning time or offered intensive small group tutoring, which we've agreed is great. Others have used much of their funding on facility upgrades, uh, across-the-board bonuses for employees, and other measures that education experts have argued are less effective for helping students catch up. Really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about not effective at all? Doesn't then have, they go. You could go with, doesn't have anything to do with, as a phrase. Right? It's utterly
3: unconnected to education, really, at all. Uh, National data on how the money has been spent is scarce. Uh, It's a black box, blah, blah, blah. Uh, A lot of people uh, have no idea what was spent. Some states aren't really tracking it. And this uh, gal, the director of the Center on Reinventing Public Education, I think I read about her. I think I like her act, as I recall. But she said the impact of the funding has been a bit of a black box. And she expected to see different recovery rates across different districts because some of them used the money productively. Some squandered it.
0: I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this being the kind of guy I am because I don't want most people of our political ilk don't want the federal government dictating to school districts how they do things. Right. Um, we want local control, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, at the same time, I would like the federal government to keep t- track of what they do with federal tax money. Yeah, within agreed upon reasonable boundaries. Well, there's a difference between dictating and keeping track of. So how about you yeah. to let the school districts do what they want, and then, you know, we can all decide on a school-by-school basis whether we're happy with that or not and vote for different school board members, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera that whole thing. But you should wow, keep that's... track of what they did so you could tell us. That's a really good idea. You have to report to the
3: federal government, the state government, whatever, what you spent the money on. Then that information, that data is furnished to voters slash parents slash you know, community members. Um, and you get to then exert local control over your school. But there is accountability. Yeah. I don't, again, I don't know who ought to do it, but somebody ought to freaking do it. <laughs> anyway, here's my unspeakably evil idea. Randy Weingarten, there you go. I'm going to solve all your problems for you. You just have to get the Biden administration, who are your utter lapdogs, and that's not a venomous enough term, uh, to add all those uh, queer theory, gender theory crap to the standardized tests. Reading and, and math and are you down with transgenderism? Do you believe what it define gender fluid? That'll become part of the standardized testing. That's what'll raise the test scores. We've seen a 20% rise in test scores. We'll just ask him about being pangender. True or false? If a boy decides he's a girl, you have to call him a girl. And he's a real woman. True. Another correct answer.
0: Yeah, I didn't even want to get into that other angle, but there's a lot of conversation over the last year or so, as you all know, about various things are being taught in school. It sounds like we we don't have time to, to for the luxury of that conversation at all. We just need to focus on the whole math and reading thing.
3: Oh, no, priorities, priorities, white supremacy, queer theory, etc. And then you add in the restorative justice garbage where uh, discipline has disappeared from schools. No wonder test scores are down. The problems are known. The issues are known. But those who are slaves to the teachers' unions will never admit it.
0: It is a serious crisis that I think we're a long way from uh, recognizing completely and then dealing with at all. I don't know know when some people are. I don't know when it will hit us like a sledgehammer. Maybe when all these kids start to get out into the real world. I, I don't know. That's going to be too late. Oh, my God. It's hard to even think about.
3: So complete uh, different, uh, complete change of subject. Uh, if you don't like the inflation, move to China. They're looking at deflation soon. Serious problems economically. How
0: will that affect the world? Why do people keep chucking things at singers on stage now? There's a rash of that. It's become a popular thing to throw something at your favorite singer. Things are, f- things are getting weird. I'm getting weird fast. That's right, Elon. Among other things on the way. Stay with us.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong
0: and Getty Show. Good piece in the Wall Street Journal today about the whole Hunter Biden-I.R.S. story thingy. Uh, Emphasizing the fact that somebody is lying. That is guaranteed no known. Either the Justice Department is lying or the whistleblowers are lying. And that Mm -hmm. needs to be nailed down, but we can get into that more next hour, maybe. Also, we're absolutely now through the looking glass and looking back at Alice or of our own
3: heinies or something. (laughs) I don't know. We're just, it's, it's, uh, we are now at peak hilarity. One of our Olympic heroes, the next Olympiad is going to be a transgender woman runner who is a biological woman, but identifies as a transgender woman. (laughs) We're at peak (laughs) WTF. It's Hmm. too much. So stay with us for that analysis. Uh, A couple of things just to mention very quickly. Uh, While we're fighting inflation as hard as we can in the Western world, trying to choke off our economies deflation is threatening china their inflation rate is now zero after two months of barely any stirring fears among economists and investors that the world's second largest economy is on the verge of slipping into deflation so that's if bad you're not,
0: inflation at zero is bad i think most of us would think uh, zero inflation would be awesome that's not you good. know that
3: no the problem is deflation if you tip into deflation then it's investments go away there's nothing to invest in everybody holds off on spending because it's going to be cheaper next week anyway and it causes a deflationary spiral that tends to crush economies
0: so that's why they try to keep it at two percent yeah that's the goal here and that's what it has been most of my adult life right it's
3: like simmering a sauce i know you're very much into the culinary arts jack (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious Uh, it's like simmering in a sauce at exactly the right temperature. But the data's latest evidence of the twin toll on the Chinese economy of a stalled post reopening recovery and interest rate hikes by central banks in the West. Uh, broad decline in prices will weigh on an already fragile confidence in the country. They mentioned the uh, the terrible state of the real estate market in China. And the real estate market is a huge percentage of their economy. So, again, the the whole narrative of the great Chinese juggernaut, they'll soon rule the world, their economy will tower above all, all others. You combine that stuff with their demographic problems, it's just not true. They're a huge economy, but they're not a juggernaut.
0: Yeah, how about this stat I just saw on Ian Bremer's Twitter feed? 21% of Chinese 16 to 24 year olds are unemployed so their youth which is the Oof. which is the, the the beginning of like every revolution that has happened in the history of the world is unemployed young men particularly but unemployed young people so one out of 5 young Chinese people are unemployed largest percentage since they started keeping track and uh you know if a whole bunch of people are poor and unemployed and unhappy things get ugly if I'm an unemployed young man, I'm frustrated. I'm
3: probably a little angry, but at least I got my baby to keep me company. I got my girlfriend. Oh, that's right, there are no women in China either, so the dudes are merely angry and alone. Which, as you may recall, my crackpot theory is that might make it slightly more likely that China goes after Taiwan because they figure, hey, if we got... if hey, we lose a million over there. <laughs> No, that's not my point. Although, I don't know. Are there, demographically speaking? I don't know. Um, is that they're thinking, well, uh, a million men could be killed, but we got like five million
0: extra men anyway. Well, that's cynical, but Communist Party cynical.
3: Speaking of girls, more kidney stones being uh, observed in young women, and they're trying to blame it on climate change. What now? Because, of course, they are.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. So much to talk about. I hope you can stay here. We do four hours. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand.
1: Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing dirty sports scandals.